Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, Leading Great Teams, Family Voices, and Thought Leaders. Let's tune into the show. Soldier Day Podcast is a product of the Non-Commissioned Officer and Soldier Programs Directorate at the Association of the United States Army. Soldier Today subjects focus on those topics that are relevant and needed by our soldiers and their families serving the regular Army, the Army National Guard, and the Army Reserve. Hello, everyone. I'm Sergeant Major of the Army Retired Dan Daly, and welcome to this edition of Soldier Today Podcast. During this episode of Soldier Today, we're taking a look at the Secretary of the Army's recent objectives. The Army's top civilian leader, Secretary Wormuth, unveiled her top six objectives in a letter to the force a few weeks ago. Those objectives include improving command climates, recruiting, modernization efforts, and more. At the forefront of the Army's priorities and leading the charge to implement many of them is the Sergeant Major of the Army. SMA Grinson has been on a mission to change the culture of the Army since he assumed the position in 2019. Here to talk to us today about the things he's doing to implement our Army senior leader's vision, shape the culture of the Army, and give us an overall update on how our Army is doing is the 16th Sergeant Major of the Army, Michael A. Grinston. SMA, welcome back to the Soldier Today's podcast studio. Thanks for taking time to sit down with us and provide our listeners with an update. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be back with you. There's a lot of things going on in the Army, and I really appreciate the time just to sit down and have a talk. We appreciate you taking the time to SMA, and I know our listeners appreciate it too. It's been some time since we've had you in the studio. My records indicate last time we had you on the show was July of 2021. Now, of course, we hosted you at the annual meeting and gave you a little break because it's been a busy time for you, but it's good to have you back. So SMA, before we get started, I want to send out a shout out to our Soldier Today listeners. Last year, out of the top 10 podcasts AUSA produced, Soldier Today episodes represented four of the top 10 with the most downloads during 2021. And one of those episodes we recorded with the SMA, SMA Grinston, received the second highest number of downloads of all episodes produced the entire year. So thanks to all of our listeners, and thanks for helping the Sergeant Major of the Army get his important message out to the Army and all those who tune in to the Soldier Today Show. Dan, all I heard was that we're losing. You know, I heard two. We got to pump this up to number one. All right, SMA, let's get the number one. So SMA, I thought we would start with a little discussion about the ongoing pandemic. Now, I know that we've discussed this topic in detail, but I also know the pandemic continues to present challenges for our Army. SMA, from your perspective, where are we with regards to the pandemic? And what are some of the things we're continuing to do or not to do as a result of the ongoing impacts of COVID-19 and the associated variants out there? I would say, like we've talked before, originally, you just want to encourage everybody to continue to get vaccinated. We had phase one. Phase one was like, hey, the Secretary of Defense gave you an order, you get vaccinated, and you have to get vaccinated. And we issued general officer memorandums of record for that, Go Mars. For those that didn't take the vaccination, now we just put out phase two, where, okay, for the active component, you've had plenty of time to go get vaccinated, and those that haven't been vaccinated are going to be separated if you're saying, hey, I don't want to do this. But for the most part, 96.6%, of all the active duty soldiers are getting vaccinated. That's going well. Our Army Reserves and our Army National Guard are getting vaccinated at a higher rate. And we gave them till June before they would have a little bit more repercussions and administrative data before that it took effect for our Compo 2 and 3 friends. So it's going out. But, you know, we got to continue to operate. You know, if we just look at 
We just sent troops over to Poland. We also sent troops all throughout the U.S. Every time something happens with COVID, mostly our Guard and Reserves are still out there, very active in most of their states, trying to help out with COVID in the hospitals. So I'm really proud of our couple, two and three soldiers. But we have to do everything we can to keep ourselves safe and healthy so that we can be ready and protect the nation when asked to do so. So SMA, I know our Army is busy. And for some reason, working remote and the, the life of a soldier, those two things don't necessarily <laughs> equate. But we know some soldiers could work from home. But the basis of what our soldiers do really requires them to be out there. I mean, whether they're training or, like you said, deployed throughout the country and the world. Yeah. I still like the chief's comment about two years. You know, you can't tell a commute to combat. You know, you got to be, yeah, you can try, but it doesn't work well. And like you said, we've seen it even during COVID, just in the last one year, the no notice deployment of the 82nd back in Afghanistan, unbelievable. And then we just did it to them again. You know, again, another no notice deployment and hey, you need to go to Poland. You have to be present for that. Absolutely. Again, just reiterate the fact what you said, Sergeant Major, too, was our National Guard and Reserves have really were called to duty even when there was no vaccine. I mean, they're the ones on the front lines out there helping well with medical assistance, and they're still continuing to do that today, right? Oh, yeah, in large numbers. And I think there was something in the news yesterday says, yeah, you know, now that all these requirements are coming down for our National Guard, and then, and then they're like, yeah, but we need more National Guard. So we don't see a lot of requirements dwindling anytime soon for Army National Guard. I mean— They've just really done yeoman's work for two years now. COVID, civil unrest, capital, maybe more to the capital in the next week or so for the State of the Union. I mean, just all these things are going on, and we continue to lean on them, and I just can't thank them enough for what they did and have done. So, SMA, recently the Secretary of the Army announced six new objectives in a memo to the force. You talked about these at the Maneuver Conference just a short while ago. Can you share some of the details of what Secretary Wormuth put out and and how do these objectives relate to the Army's priorities? Yeah, I really like the objectives. You know, when you look at sustainable strategic path and a budget, and how does that relate to our parties? Our parties didn't change, and she even says that in the memo. It says people, readiness, and then modernization. So let's just take the first objective, a sustainable strategic path. How do we get a modernized army if we don't have a sustainable strategic path? We have to have a budget that's consistent over time so that we can program to get that modernization that we want. And you look at number two, become a more data-centric. Again, relying on things for modernization. When you look at what we're doing with Project Convergence, we're going to need data and how that operates in war and how do we analyze all this data. So when I look at all the objectives... Those objectives are either overlaid or in conjunction with people, readiness, and modernization. Yeah, so these aren't a reset of the priorities. This is in addition to and intertwined in what the Army's priorities are. Yeah, it just gives us an objective, something tangible that we really need to look at within those priorities. That's impacts of climate change. Well, that's readiness. We had the highest hurricane season and 100 years last summer, oh, by the way, while COVID was going on, that has an impact readiness. That has an impact on our compo two and three. How do they prepare for that? So we have to deal with that. And I still think, how does that affect our modernization? Do we have vehicles that can operate in high hurricane event? So when I look at all these things, they really are nested with the people readiness and modernization. It just gives us a little bit more 
clear definition on the objectives that we need to achieve. Yeah, I think it's very good. I mean, we still have our priorities. That's understood. And not to reset them, but to give a, a defined focus on those priorities continuously and reminding that because the environment changes, right? I mean, things change, but you also have to have a clear path that the subordinate leaders understand. So everybody's on the same sheet of music. Yeah. And just really those last two, harmful behaviors, recruit and retain talent. To me, those are right up people first right there. You know, we got to have cohesive teams that are highly trained, disciplined and fit. You've heard me talk about that. You heard the chief give us that a lot of times. And it says right there, harmful behaviors. That's not how a cohesive team works. They don't hurt each other or they don't do these things. And then we have to have an army. We have to recruit and retain talent. And that's, again, right up to people first. So those priorities are right there nested with the objectives. It's just give us a little bit more clarity. And uh, it's really good. It's a really good memo, and I encourage everyone to read it. Well, I'm going to dig into the recruit and retain in a few more questions, Sergeant Major. So keep that thought. And I know our listeners are always eager to hear about how we're doing in those areas because it's a tough mission. We'll get to that. But before that, Sergeant Major, as I mentioned, you spoke recently at the Maneuver Conference. Very important. And you talked about how important it was. And that's held at Fort Benning every year. A couple of questions with regards to some of the things you talked about during the conference. You stressed the need to build lethal squads and teams. And you mentioned some changes in NCO professional military education to help improve lethality. Can you talk about a few of those plan changes, SMA? Yeah, absolutely. Why did I even say, you know, build lethal squads and teams? That was never not our focus. So, you know, we've always been designed to build lethal squads and teams. We just need to make sure that we continue continuously evolve to achieve this objective and build a better lethal squad than we had from 20 years ago. So over time, we've done a few things in our professional military education that I think we need to bring back. One of those, we said, well, we took out the field training exercise and that will build a cohesive team, you know, just kind of sleeping outside, just kind of remember what it's like for those that don't do that all the time. So, you know, for those that do, you know, the combat arms, I still remember when I went to, you know, it wasn't basic leader courses, PLDC, but when you did that, you saw every MOS come together and you relied on each other. So it's not just about the academics. It's about that cohesive team in the field. But we're also looking at, do we bring back land nav? And when we look in the future of the battlefield against a near peer competitor, will we be able to navigate in a degraded environment? Can I just kind of read a map and go back to a compass? So those are the, that skill set, uh, I think we may have atrophied over time. And we want to bring that back so that, again, we're building that lethal squad that's able to fight in any environment that we have. That's right. Yeah, as you mentioned, SMA, you know, we are in a near-peer environment with several near-peers out there now, and we can't rely on that technology that, you know, helps us and enables our soldiers to accomplish their mission, and hopefully we stay at the forefront of that. But if it is contested, they got to be able to go back to the basics, right? No, yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, putting some of that back in, you know, we've been, we all do it, right? You know, imagine, you know, for you and I, the old people, you know, when we'd go travel and we had a map and we, you know, we had MapQuest and we kind of knew and plotted her out. Now Rand nobody McNally. does that. Yeah. Rand McNally, yeah, remember? Yeah, right there <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, here's the map. You know, my favorite was when, you know, my navigator would say, oh, turn now. I said, if only the car did that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, those little skills on how to navigate with a map, you know, maybe as a world, we almost come over reliant on the GPS. So we make sure that we're ready for anything the battlefield throws at us in large scale combat. Yeah, smart way to approach business SMA, very smart. 
So SMA, another thing you mentioned is one of my favorite initiatives is This Is My Squad. And I'm confident most of our listeners have heard us talk about this initiative, and it's important to keep talking about it. But during the conference, you said This Is My Squad has been in place for two years. And you proposed the question, where are we today and where do we need to go with that? So SMA, could you tell our listeners, where are we today and where do we need to yeah, go? I'm really proud of what we've done with This Is My Squad and how it's been probably inculcated at the junior level. So we do a class on trust in the basic leader course. A lot of units are talking about, you know, how do I build this cohesive team? How do I listen? Who's in my squad? How do I bring different parts? Because you can be a member of more than one squad. Have I talked to all the squads that you're a member of? My family, my unit, my friends, who are those? And, you know, the chief talks about the golden triangle. You got a soldier in the middle. You got the family, the buddy, the squad leader, and connecting all that. So I think at the junior level, they go, man, this is really great. What I talked about with the professional forum in December was I still think we got a little bit of the, I call it the frozen middle. So way up here, we're all like, yeah, this is great. You know, we get it, it gets done and, you know, division and it's great. And then just getting filtered a little bit. And believe it or not, it's filtered and then out pops, it's great again. You know, so at the soldier and the specialist and the sergeant, they're all like, yes, we believe in it. And I've just got some brilliant papers from basic leader course about what is this is my squad and one soldier just talked about you know how important it was and how i you know saved a fellow soldier's life because you know i knew that person i could talk to him we just got to get at the mid-grade level in our army to say this is real important for us to know people to be connected and to use all the connections so i believe at the top you know, we're on message. We understand that we are part of a squad too. And I do want to remind us all is that we are part of squads. We all have to talk to each other. We have to know our squads. And that's at every level. The Sergeant the Army, Division Commanders, Corps Commanders, they got squads too. I think we understand that. But we also got to keep messaging this all the way down at the, you know, the first sergeant, that platoon sergeant level said, okay, not this, I don't care what you learned at BLC, or I don't care what you know, someone else says, this is what we do here. Yeah. We don't care about that. No, we actually do. <laughs> so you got to build that cohesive team. And it really starts with knowing your people, know what kind of squads are in. So I think we've nested it in the NCO strategy. We've got an NCO strategy and it's all in there with this is my squad. We've really getting it down in the basic leader course. And I think when you come into basic training in AIT and it's really growing from the ground up, which is what, you know, we always want it. We just need that middle to really become uh, true believers that this will help. And, and we're, we're almost there. But I think we got to continue to talk about this. I think it's this. a phenomenal program, estimate, and I am hearing it at both extremes of the Army. And I think you're right, though. We could use a little bit more focus in the middle. AUSA is saying, I can tell you that. And for me, it's a great program because it's not just literally a translation, this is my squad, but a conceptual that works, right? It builds a culture around it. It's, a t it's not just a title or a bumper sticker. It's a way of life. As you described, that soldier knowing in his heart that he's got to save the life of another soldier because that's not just another soldier. That's a member of his squad. And it doesn't have to be a literal translation. It's conceptual because SMA Grinston is a member of my squad. So we're behind at SMA, and I know that we continue to charge with you, and I think it's a great program that needs to endure. SMA, back to the conference. And last question, well, there's actually two more in relation to some things you said there. You made an announcement during the Maneuver Conference in conjunction with the annual Best Warrior Competition that normally happens every year. And this announcement got a lot of attention and a lot of support on the internet. 
that you are going to now not just do the top NCO and Soldier or Best Warrior of the Year, but you're going to have a Best Squad competition. Now, we know not every unit is like the standard infantry squad. And can you talk about the importance of why we're doing this and dispel any rumors or misperceptions or perceived challenges units think they will have based upon each unit's unique composition? I can tell you how excited I am about this. You know, we've been working on this. For, Why did it take so long to get this? To, why didn't the last SMA do this? Yeah, yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. it, it, it's hard, you know, and change is hard. Nobody wants to change. So, um, but it's just super exciting. We've been talking about my squad, right? We said it, my squad, my squad. Two years now. Why don't we just say, let's see who's the best squad? And somebody said, well, Sergeant Major, I don't have an infantry squad with nine people. I said, okay. Well, what about five? And then, you know, what about compos? So, okay, well, compo two and three, you're in a different state. How's that going to look? How do we do? And I said, okay, there's going to be some of the eaches out there, but we basically said five people, but we want a team that will stay together. And is that by state? Maybe it's at the state level. It's the Army National Guard. We're not going to disadvantage any group. They're all going to participate. It's not going to be perfect, but it's it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so don't, don't make it difficult. Make, no, it, no. make it happen. Yeah, make right? it happen. Just right. give me five people. So uh, let's start with that. Join AUSA, the Army's premier professional association and host of the largest land power exposition in the United States. AUSA is open to everyone, including all ranks and components. So whether you have a relationship with the U.S. Army or simply want to honor those who serve, you can learn more at ausa.org slash join. So my listeners, I know. I know what they're thinking right now. So what if I'm first starting Dan Daly? And you know, I'm competitive as heck, SMA. I'm going to put together me a super squad. I'm going to take the super duper troopers and put them in one team and then bring them up there and take the gold. Can I do that? Uh, preferably no. <laughs> that is not the, the goal is to build super squads. The goal is to come with your organic squad as much as you can. And, and, but we don't want to disagree if you've got, you know, um, in the, you know, the pack clerk, you know, the 42 alpha and you've got other 42s that are in your squad, right? That's those, that's your squad. Uh, maybe they come together. Um, so we're, we're, we're working through that. Um, but I encourage you just compete, get five together and then, and then come on out, and we'll work out the kinks. But there will be a bonus if that's your organic squad, and uh, we will automatically know. I mean, we'll just ask you, okay? <laughs> so, well, we'll know when you put together a super squad. You know, it's going to be easy to tell. So that's what we're not encouraging. First squad leader, too. I mean, we're both squad leaders, Sergeant Major, and that's an important time in your life. And you have a lot of pride in your squad, right? You'd want your own squad. I wouldn't feel good about bringing a super squad to a competition and winning. I wouldn't feel good. I wouldn't sleep with it. And not knowing that wasn't my squad. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we want to encourage folks that may not have five people to attend. So that's why we're going out. If you throw one or two soldiers in there to make five, you know, we got we to gotta have some number. We're going to work it out. The best thing is just come out and compete. There's a couple other things we're really trying to do that I didn't even say there. So... Hopefully, you're listening to the podcast. We're trying to incorporate the expert soldier badge in there, too. So maybe you don't win the competition, but we're trying to say you may have an opportunity to get your expert soldier badge. Even if you don't win the best squad competition, you could still get your expert soldier badge. So we're working through the details. You know, don't come back to me later and say, I hate you. We didn't get it done. But that's one of those things we're trying to remember. I talked about lethal squads. 
what says better about lethality at the individual small team that you're an expert in your field. So we're trying to work out how we can put that into the best squad competition. I'm not trying to give you all the details, but you know what? If you all go out and train for the expert soldier badge or expert infantry badge or the expert field medical badge, we'll just be a better army. But we're trying to say, how can we encourage this squad involvement? And then winning does matter, but there will be also a benefit for just attending. And that's one of those things maybe you can do with your squad. Yeah, and Sarmator, you're right. Not easy, but don't make it difficult. Make it happen. And SMA has set the challenge. Who's the best squad leader out there? Who is it? We're going to find out. I know we will in October at our national convention. So, SMA, one of the objectives the secretary mentioned in her message to the force was recruiting and retention. I said, we're going to come back to this because I know our listeners love to hear about it. Can you provide our listeners with an update on how are we doing with recruiting and retention? And what does the Army plan to do? We get this a lot. I, I ask for everybody to help, and especially when recruiting, and this is no different for the last you know, five or six years. We all need to tell our story about the goodness of the Army. That doesn't always get reported, as you know. It just everybody, sometimes it feels like we want to talk about the bad, the bad, the bad. But what we want to talk about with just for recruiting, just tell people about your Army. What do you want out of your army? We're not somebody else's army. We're America's army. You know, we come from your towns. And I think just for recruiting, we need everybody's help. If you don't know your army, just ask. Go and say, hey, what is this thing called the army? And then open the doors up. And then for all those soldiers for life out there listening, please just talk about the great things that your army does. And again, let's go COVID. I've said this, my personal hero is General Perna. He saved the country. He got the vaccine out to the country, uh, not the army, not DOD, the country. We need to tell those stories to help us with recruiting. With retention, I think we're doing well with retention. We continue to meet our message that here's the things that we need you to do. And we're serving a purpose larger than ourselves. Just imagine the 120,000 Afghans coming to America and I talked to a lot of soldiers on that mission, whether at Fort Bliss or Fort McCoy, and they were all so excited about helping other people. And they were really proud of that. And I think we need to tell that story to everybody in the country. But I think we're on track for retention. But the big news was, you know, for our sessions, you know, $50,000 bonus for some of MOSs coming in. Did you stutter, SMA? You said $50,000 yeah, bonus? Yeah, five. Five zero. Five zero. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, I don't know. Can I can I come back in the Can I re-enlist? Can <laughs> yeah, I re-enlist? Yeah, there you I go. might have a year or two of eligibility left. That fifty thousand yeah, dollar uh, bonus. That's a big deal. So we're looking at some MOSs for that and we're really excited for those that qualify for that MOS. You know, we're really trying to incentivize our soldiers. We have great soldiers and I think this is just one or way that we can incentivize to say, Hey, come join uh, your army. But we also say this is the culture. That's the retention. And going back to this is my squad is how we bring people into our organization. We make them a part of our team and talk about our values and, you know, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. And that's our culture. And that's why you want to stay. That's retention. You want to be part of something bigger than yourself and look at everything that the nation has called the Army to go do. And we continue to do it. And you want to be a part of that. So, Again, I just ask those that are out there, tell your story, help us out. We've got some great bonuses. We're still doing great with our education. I usually say you got two generations of my family got an education because of the Army. 
I got my education through tuition assistance, and my daughters will get the GI Bill. They're going to college right now. So two generations of my family will get an education because of the military. I don't know of any other organization in America or the world that's going to give you that kind of benefit. And it's incredible because besides a home loan and paying off a house as a family, that's probably the next biggest bill that a family endures to, to educate their youth. Well, man, we appreciate the hard work you're doing. And I always say our nation will have an army and you can be part of it. All you have to do is ask. That's right. SMA, I'd like to shift gears a little and transition to another subject that you and the chief have been working on for some time, and one that I know our listeners always appreciate an update on, and that's talent management. Here at AUSA, we recently hosted a group of warrant officers on our noon report series to talk about talent management task force initiatives for the warrant officer corps. I'd encourage our listeners, if they want to know more about that, to view that session on our website at AUSA.org. SMA, can you share any updates on some of the other talent management task force initiatives that are ongoing, perhaps a little focus on our NCOs? No, absolutely. I probably could do a whole session on this because we've got a lot of things going on with our NCO talent management. I'll just focus in on two right off the bat. Number one, we did our Sergeant Major Assessment Program in November. I'm really proud and we got that finished and we got some brigade selects that are coming out. Every Sergeant Major that is going to be in a brigade went through a Sergeant Major Assessment in November at Fort Knox. So, That's the biggest one. It's like we're really excited that we got this over the hump. We did it. And those brigade sergeant majors that will go in next year went through a sergeant major assessment program. The first sergeant assessment program is coming along. My goal is to get that 100% completed in October. And I'm still hopeful to get this out. It's a little different than the other assessments. But my goal is starting in one October, first sergeant goes in, they've gone through an assessment. And that's how it's just about getting great leaders into those key positions for the NCO Corps. Not saying we don't have great leaders right now. We absolutely do, but we can do better. That's what's great about our Army is that we don't settle for what we did in the past. We're continuously challenging ourselves to do better, and that's what this is. It's like we can do better. Let's see how we can do a full assessment. But normally what I get with some of the talent management questions but Sergeant Major, you know, now you're doing this assessment on me, you know, later. And we've talked about Project Athena. Just to remind everybody, the assessments are full and active all the way down from the basic leader course all the way up to the Sergeant Major's Academy to do a, a self-assessment. You just got to be honest in that. <laughs> you know, it's coming to you if you're, if you're lying to yourself in your assessment. And you continuously do that at about the first heart level. It's going to be binding and we'll probably find it out. And then, you know, you might not be a first sergeant, you might not be a battalion CSM. So we've got a lot of great things going on with talent management, especially for NCOs. We could talk for a couple more hours probably on the order merit list, (laughs) but that's another one that we're working that we're still full year right here is the order merit list on talent management. So this is, we've had one kind of turn at it, but this will be our first full year coming up on the order merit list for talent management. So that's still ongoing. So those are the three things that we're really hammering home in the last year or two that I think we'll get to full implementation in the next 18 months. Yeah, I know a lot of initiatives going on. We did an update last year with the Talent Management Task Force, too. And tell us if you want to hear more, if that's something you want to hear more about, because there's a lot going on. SMA, uh, he was right. We could probably do a whole show on the things that are going on with talent management. But if you want to hear more, let us know and we'll get more out to you. SMA, we've not had a forum with you since the time you assumed your role as SMA back in August of 2019 without discussing our favorite topic. And I mean every single forum, and my listeners can go back and check 
we haven't missed the opportunity to discuss A-C-F-T. The four-letter word. <laughs> it's quickly becoming my greatest four-letter word. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> now, our soldiers have been anxiously awaiting the final decision on a record fitness test for our Army. Can you give us um, an update on where, where are we? We're very close. So the RAND study will be out in the next couple of weeks. We said by mid-March, so it's coming. So as soon as that's complete, we've got some turns, and you know we're really hopeful that it's going to be it's coming. That's what normally I tell everybody. It's here. It's, it's coming. It's One coming. April, get hot. Keep practicing. Right? <laughs> yeah, keep practicing. <laughs> so yeah. I'm almost certain, and I said this in June of 2020, we said, hey, there's going to be some changes, and we're certain there's going to be some changes. So no real updates, and I look forward to coming back here in about a week or so and just doing one full session just on the ACFT. So listen in for that. So, so we can sign our back. listeners up for that. You said you'll come back. As I'm soon as we get back. a decision, we're going to do a whole show on As soon as we get a decision, I promise, I will be right back here on a podcast, and I'll talk for one solid hour about the Army combat. ACFT. I promise. Yeah. I think we should also maybe put you on a noon report so people can ask questions, SME. Are you are you up for that? No, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Noon report, podcast, yeah. we'll do both. Because, uh, understandably, soldiers do have questions, and that's okay, right? I mean, so, and we, we, we need to get them answered, but we'd love to host you. We'd love to host you, SMA. We know it's been a hot topic. We also know the challenges associated. So we're not pushing the SMA. We're waiting anxiously to find out where we're going, and we're here to help you get the word out. No, I appreciate it. And that's one thing that I'll even and I reflect back is say, hey, I need to do better. You know, I need to make sure that we over-communicate what this test is going to be. And I, I really signed up to make sure that, Whenever we get a decision and what we're moving forward with, that we're going to come out all in in every form of medium that I know. You know, I love the direct message questions. Every form, ask lots of questions. It's worse if you sit there and you don't ask a question about what it is or what it isn't. And you just say, oh, I just don't like this, whatever that is. So I definitely encourage all forms of questions if it's to me. Whenever we get the Army Combat Fitness Test, there will be a teach, and it's going to start with the Sergeant Major of the Army to probably core level, maybe in division, and that's going to go all the way down. So I think that's one of those things we need to message down and in a little better, and we've got a really good plan for that. Yeah, good, and we're looking forward to it, SMA. And just another gift the previous SMA left for you. Yeah, SMA. this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept the responsibility, SMA. SMA Grinston, it's always a pleasure to have you with us. And I'd like to give you the last words. We could talk to you all day. There's so many things the Army's doing, so many great things that you and the leadership are doing. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to provide our listeners? Yeah, my one final thought is your Army is ready for anything the nation calls for them to do. We are as strong as we have ever been and since I have been in the Army. And I'm really proud of what our Army has done. For two years, I've been talking about our Army National Guard and our Army Reserve soldiers, and they have done a phenomenal job here at home and abroad. But I do want to emphasize what the active component has done. We've had almost four no-notice deployments for the 82nd in the last 18 months to two years. So our Army continuously goes where anyone has asked us to do. They drop. There's families that are sitting there going, I signed up for this, and I support my soldier who supports the nation. And I couldn't be more proud of how our Army has reacted even in the last 30 days. So once again, I will say your Army is as ready as it has ever been. 
and I'm really proud to be the Sergeant Major of the Army. Well, thank you, SMA, and we're proud to have you at the helm of what a great institution. Our time has come to an end to close this edition of Soldier Today podcast. All of us here at the Association of the United States Army want to thank Sergeant Major Grinston for joining us today for this great update and the many ongoing initiatives he is spearheading across the Army. I'm confident we will have you back in the studio soon, and we look forward to hosting you at one of our AUSA breakfast series in the near future. And you've already signed up for another podcast and a noon report. I'm writing it down, SMA, and I know our listeners are eager to watch both of those and listen. As Army alums, I can say from all of us across the country, thank you and all of our soldiers for all you've done and all that you continue to do for our nation. Thank you for continuing the proud traditions of our Army and maintaining the greatest land power force in the world. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters Podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters Podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army Day. Hua.